fit exercise into your busy schedule? That's as absurd as saying that there are eight days in a week. First, you've never exercised before or regularly played a sport. Second, you've never been into the fitness crowd and third, you're far too busy to even think about exercise. In other words, you're just not into it. Of course, your friends talk about it and rave about the latest fitness craze, but you've seen it too often, some of them are on the on-again-off-again treadmill stairmaster mania, and you wonder why they haven't shed the fat that they're desperately still trying to hide. Seeing what your friends go through and not seeing any results, you cling to the notion that your total lack of interest is justified. You're not the least bit inclined to engage in these circus-like contortions or do those mindless freestyle strokes in the water. That would only encroach into your already busy schedule of juggling family, home, and career. These three combined, husband, children, work or your exercise. Before tackling the idea of fitting exercise into your busy schedule, it might be better if we start with the concept of self-assessment and then familiarize ourselves with the disease prevention aspect of exercise. Once you've accepted the fact that exercise is good for your health, then you can consider some of the ways you can include it into your life. Section 1. Assessing physical damage and accepting the importance of exercise, lifespan and physical appearance, the average lifespan is 80 years, give or take a few years. The truth is, a significant number of people look and feel 80 before their time. They have, sagging dry skin unsightly posture and uneven and unsteady walk aching joints, if their outward appearance is bad, imagine what the inside machinery is like. Most likely, it's even worse, clogged blood vessels heart problems mounds of sugar and fat parked in or around vital organs conditions such as diabetes, nervous tension, high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease that are silently brewing. If fitness authorities had it their way, they'd create legislation to make exercise mandatory as soon as a baby leaves the cradle, not during the teenage years when obesity is likely to strike. But fitness shouldn't be associated with any age. You can start at 10 or at 30 even at 50 or 60. Fitness should not be seen as the cure for an illness you already have, but as preventative maintenance. Assessing your fitness level, Brad King and Dr. Michael Schmidt in BioAge, 10 Steps to a Younger You, have devised a questionnaire for assessing physical damage to a body as a result of no exercise. We will borrow some of their guidelines. Start with the question, how do I look? Do any of these answers apply to you? Am I overweight? Do I look like an apple or pear? Do I have a spare tire? Has my skin become excessively dry, almost paper thin? Next, ask. How do I feel? Do my joints hurt before or after any physical exertion? Am I constantly worried and anxious? Do I feel tired and sluggish most of the time? Do I suffer from mood swings? Last question. How am I doing? Is walking and climbing stairs difficult? Do I have problems concentrating? Is running impossible for me now? Am I unable to sit straight, preferring to slouch or stoop my shoulders? You've completed your basic assessment. Note, however, that other exercise or fitness gurus will have their own parameters or indices for assessing your body's overall state, turning you into a fitness buff. After going through the assessment phase, you're probably experiencing a rude awakening, slowly but surely. In fact, slowly but surely, was probably what motivated Denise Austin to come up with her popular one-minute exercises. She had two types of people in mind when she designed the one. Minute movements. Black small square uninitiated, black small square people on the go, it's a quickie society we live in. We want everything quick, especially exercise. Benefits of exercise, if you make exercise part of your day, Denise Austin believes you'll already experience some noticeable benefits. These include, waking up in the morning feeling refreshed, walking with a gait, having energy left at the end of the day, feeling more optimistic about recreation, sleeping more soundly at night, more benefits of exercise, the benefits above are general. Let's examine the more specific benefits of exercise on specific parts of the body, as described by Goldberg and Elliott, 
exercise prevents heart disease, the average ratio of total cholesterol to HDL cholesterol, good cholesterol, is about 4.5. If this ratio doubles or reaches 7, you double your chances of developing coronary heart disease. You reduce that risk by as much as 50% if your ratio is 3 or lower. The lowdown on cholesterol, not all cholesterol is bad. You have the good one, HDL1 and HDL2, the not-so-bad one, VLDL, and the harmful one, LDL. To get your ratios, divide the total amount of your cholesterol by your amount of HDL. The lower the ratio you have, the better. Exercise prevents osteoporosis, 28 million Americans have osteoporosis. 80% are women. Only one quarter of this 80% know they have the condition and only half are being treated. The annual osteoporosis bill to the United States is $14 billion. Studies have shown that sufficient amounts of calcium and regular exercise build strong bones. While genetics play a major role in developing the risks of osteoporosis, individuals can control some factors that will help prevent the problem. Peak bone mass is attained in your 20 feet s. Starting an exercise program while still young, even if you live in the fast lane, will help you avoid bone disease. Exercise prevents diabetes. People are still debating how much exercise an individual needs, but for people with type 2 diabetes, exercising three or more times a week improves fitness and blood sugar levels. If you have type 2 diabetes and are overweight, exercise done with the following parameters would be of tremendous benefit. Intensity of 60%-70% maximal heart rate, with duration of 30 or more minutes, 4-7 to seven days each week. There have been hundreds of documented reports that reveal how people's lives have significantly improved in the remarkable transformation that their bodies experience after they made the decision to take ownership of their weight and fat problems. In fact, Diane Reinhardt, former Toronto Magazine editor and writer, wrote in the Montreal Gazette on December 12, 2005, What we're hearing about, is waiting times in emergency and operating rooms for ailments such as hip replacements, heart surgery and amputations. That's a shame because the fact is, if we dealt with obesity, we wouldn't be facing the epidemics of heart disease, stroke, arthritis and diabetes that clog our hospital waiting rooms and ORs. Section 2. How to include exercise, feeling overwhelmed by the amount of time your friends and colleagues spend in the gym. Turned off by the idea of a tennis game that entails not only the hour-long match but also getting to the tennis club, changing into a tennis outfit and then showering afterwards? You think, that's almost three hours three hours I could devote to nurturing my clients and expanding my sales territory. The bad news is, being penny-wise and pound-foolish does not work in any circumstance, especially where fitness and health are concerned. Are those three hours worth skipping during a given week when you know that years of optimum health can be yours if you had a positive attitude accompanied by reasonable doses of discipline? A simple exercise program, instead of ignoring exercise altogether, here's a suggestion for integrating it into your busy schedule. Think of exercise like you think of a major task in the office. Break it up into tinier components. Instead of spending two hours in the gym or in the tennis court like your friends do, ask your trainer to divide your workout program. Suggestion a 30 minutes four times a week, i.e., 20 minutes cardio, 10 minutes weights, one muscle group, e.g. legs. Suggestion b, 30 minutes three times a week, mon, 20 minutes cardio plus 10 minutes stretching, Tuesday, 20 minutes weights, two muscle groups, e.g. back and abdominals, plus 10 minutes of cardio, wed, 20 minutes cardio plus 10 minutes of weights, two muscle groups, e.g. triceps or chest, biceps or shoulders, suggestion C, 20 minutes 5 days a week, week 1, all cardio, week 2, weights, week 3, cardio on mon, wed, fry, week 4, weights on Tuesday, Thursday, repeat the entire cycle when you get to month 2. Frequency and intensity, ideally, you should gradually increase the frequency OR intensity, OR both. 
but if you're busy, and definitely can't spare more than 30 minutes a day, then increase your intensity. This means if your cardio involves the treadmill, take the notch up one level, if you started with level 3, go on to level 4 on month 2. For your weight training, if you started with 5 POUND weights, graduate into 7.5 pounds in month 2. And then on those days when your day is not filled with meetings, try to stay an extra 5 to 10 minutes. Be realistic with your goals, especially when you're just starting. Increasing frequency and intensity too soon can overwhelm you, making you want to give up. Variety is the spice of life, another way to integrate exercise into a busy schedule is to vary the fitness routine. Variety promotes interest in maintaining your workout schedule. Without variety, boredom sets in, causing you to drop out. Walk before you run. If you're an absolute beginner, a full-blown workout which incorporates cardio, weights, and flexibility may scare or discourage you. The idea is to start with small steps. Do one exercise segment at a time. Besides, very few people can accomplish a two-hour workout more than once or twice a week. Another way of doing it would be to integrate your favorite sport, swimming, cycling or walking, during the week in an activity like yoga. Time management, if your schedule gets you up and running beginning at 6 in the morning until 6 in the evening, this day represents 12 hours. There are 24 hours in a day and we're not recommending you get up at 2 in the morning to do your exercise, but you could get up half an hour early and use the extra time for some type of physical activity. If you do this three times a week, that means you get 90 minutes of exercise each week. One easy way to do this is to do yoga in the morning, it requires only a mat and comfortable, loose clothing, OR turn on the Jane Fonda CD, DVD, OR buy a treadmill, the foldable ones, that you can jump into as soon as you wake up. Another time management tip, not only do busy managers have back-to-back -back meetings, they also have luncheon and dinner meetings to meet with clients. Assess each client, do all of them really need to be wined and dined? Is an hour-long meeting absolutely necessary? Can't a deal be negotiated on the phone? See how many meetings you can cancel or shorten. Then fit your fitness program into those slots that have been freed up. How about this? Instead of going to lunch with clients every day of the week, why don't you schedule lunch meetings for say Monday and Tuesday? This way you can incorporate a fitness routine for Wednesday, Thursday and Friday from 12 o'clock to 1 p.m. A brisk walk inside or outside the office building, a quick swim in the neighborhood hotel pool, a Pilates course in the recreational center, lifting dumbbells while on the phone? Any of these exercises is better than no exercise. Your guiding principle should be to move, move, move as frequently as you can manage it. Cubicle fitness, just as ergonomic experts recommend that office workers take their eyes off their computer screen every hour or so, fitness experts are advocating getting up from your chair and taking a brisk walk up and down the stairs. When you feel the need to take a break, offer to pick up supplies for your colleagues, Take the mail downstairs instead of waiting for the trolley. OR think of something you could put in your car instead of waiting until 5 p.m. That way, you force yourself to get up from your seat and walk for a few minutes. If you look into the private offices of some people, you'll see dumb bells, mats and elastic bands. These are clues that they are doing some exercise while on the job. A good and healthy practice to adopt by busy individuals with hectic schedules. Family exercises, on the weekends when you join the family in their activities, Try to integrate exercise into these activities. If the children are into cycling, join them for bike rides. Are they off to their swimming lessons or skating lessons? See if you can sign up in the adults section, or take a walk outside the recreational center while waiting for them. Chores burn calories, WHO says you can't burn calories while doing housework or gardening? Take a breather from your hectic schedule and devote some downtime to tending to your lawn, trimming your rose bushes, scrubbing the kitchen and bathroom floors, etc. Walk. Don't drive, 
Park your car far away so you can walk to the front door of the office, to the entrance of the mall, to the doctor's office and to the post office. Section 3. Busy Traveler? You can fit exercise, into your trips, hopping in and out of planes is exercise enough, you say? But that's not the kind of exercise that will condition your heart, make your reflexes and joints more fluid, keep your sugar levels in check or stop mood swings, nor is it the kind of exercise that will make you euphoric after a good cardiovascular session. You need to counteract the effects of jet lag, artificial air in pressurized aircraft cabins and sky fatigue. Suzanne Schlossberg says, sometimes your travels help you recognize how humdrum your workout routine has become. At home, it's easy to fall into a rut, to use the same weight machines in the same order, week after week, month after month, simply out of habit. But a trip may take the routine out of your routine. You may have no choice but to try new strength exercises or jog in the pool instead of swim laps. And you might find these new pursuits so enjoyable that you add them to your fitness repertoire at home. Some nice hotels have spa facilities that you can enjoy while on a business trip. Reward yourself with a facial or a massage after a session on the treadmill or 10 laps in the pool. This is a great way to unwind for the evening, and an added bonus for the individual on the go. Common obstacles, what are some of the reasons why travelers do not incorporate exercise while they're on the road? They're stressed or too tired, they don't feel comfortable about working out in unfamiliar surroundings, they don't have access to a hotel gym, but if they made just a tiny effort to change this thinking, they'd be on the road to fitness sooner. The stairs instead of take the escalator, to walk instead of taking the conveyor belt, and to transfer from one concourse to another on foot instead of taking the shuttle service. You may not know it, but walking these long distances with your luggage and toes serves as a combination, weightlifting exercise, fitness while flying, once settled comfortably on the plane, make sure you time your stretching and walking periods. If it's just an hour's flight, walk around the plane once and do your stretching at the back of the plane, if it's a 3-hour to 5-hour flight, Try to get up from your seat and walk around at least once every hour, doing leg extensions and trunk, neck movements. Airlines such as Japan Airlines show videos of how travelers can incorporate flexibility movements while seated or standing. Take full advantage of these videos. The exercises may help you ward off fatigue and jet lag. A note about DVT, in the last five years, there have been reports about flight passengers, especially in economy class, suffering from DVT, deep vein thrombosis. The link between confining airplane seats and deaths from DVT, formation of deadly blood clots, has been established by the United Nations World Health Organization. It has nothing to do with gender, risk factors or genetics. Everyone is at risk in economy class. This should constitute a compelling reason to integrate exercise while high in the sky. To make exercise possible while traveling, try to schedule your flights so you have some time for exercise when you get to your destination. Try to arrive during the late afternoon, early evening, to give you time to shake off the fatigue from the trip, and have at least an hour to do exercises either in your hotel room or in the hotel gym. Important to do things when traveling, be fully rested before a trip, have the usual to pack items ready well in advance so you're not scampering for them at the last minute, depleting your energy levels. Time your sleep correctly, as soon as you board, get the local time of your destination and set your watch accordingly. If it's already nighttime in your destination, wear blindfolds and ask for a pillow and try to catch a few winks. Drink plenty of water, wine and cocktails will only dehydrate you further. Note that humidity levels inside aircraft is below 10%, so water is your best bet. If your job requires you to travel at least four times a month, ask your company's travel department to book you in hotels with gyms or a swimming pool. Take time out of your travel schedule to insert a workout into your grinding schedule. Here's a friendly suggestion. Get up earlier in the morning and before or after breakfast, head over to the gym and do a brisk walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes, or use the rowing machine for 10 minutes. 
This session is just to wake you up from your travel stupor. See if you can walk to your business appointment instead of taking a cab. At night, before going to bed, go to the working out with friends, another friendly suggestion. If you're traveling in a group, ask a colleague if he or she would like a game of squash or tennis with you. The concierge can give you local addresses of sports or recreational centers in the vicinity. When there's no gym, if the hotel gym is crowded or temporarily closed for maintenance, you can still exercise in the comfort of your room. Here are some exercises that you can perform. Turn on the TV or sound system and jog in place. Jump rope, do floor exercises, black small square floor exercise 1. The cobra, or back extension. Lying on your stomach as though getting ready for push-ups, keep your hands on your side with palms facing down and fingers pointed forward. With your hands, push to lift your torso off the floor. Ensure you're lifting your head, shoulders and chest only. Keep your pelvis on the floor and your head looking ahead. Hold and then release. Repeat three times. You should feel your spine lengthen. Joe Decker recommends pressing back with your hands and pushing your upper body up and forward. Do not tilt your head back to look at the ceiling. This puts a strain on your neck. Black small square floor exercise 2. Crunch for lower abdominals. The lower abdominals are the weakest muscles in your torso because they are rarely worked, and they're the first to sag after childbirth and after menopause. This exercise will help. Lying flat on your back with your knees bent, cross your arms over your chest. Squeeze your buttocks, tighten your abdomen and push your lower back into the floor. Hold for 10 to 20 seconds, breathing normally. Relax, and then release. Repeat as often as you can, without overworking yourself. Black small square floor exercise 3. Hurdle or stretch. Bend your knee towards the front, and then tuck your lower leg in toward the opposite thigh. Stretch gently toward the straight leg. Do not bounce. Black small square this movement is like the ballet movement when an arm goes above the head gracefully, which stretches the sides of the trunk to increase flexibility. If you pick up any exercise book, there will be a rich inventory of exercises you can perform while on the go. Pack this in your bag so you can refer to it for correct form and posture. Here's a tip. If you can't incorporate a tennis game or a trip to the gym, how about signing up for dance classes, e.g. ballet, jazz, tap, belly dancing? If you've always loved dancing as a child, wouldn't this be a great way to fit exercise into a busy schedule? If you don't particularly look forward to being with the gym crowd, a dance class will help you stick to the program. Training. Weighted vest. A gadget to help you add resistance to your workout. Vest is weight adjustable with each weight packet weighing approximately 0.75 pounds. Its one-size-fits-all feature makes it ideal for both men and women. Steel shot packets conform to the body, and weight adjustments range from 0.75 pounds to 20 pounds. Buyer beware, there are some exercise aids that have been specifically marketed to walkers, things like weighted shoes to add resistance while jogging or brisk walking. Before you dole out your cash to buy exercise accessories, speak to a fitness trainer or orthopedist. Some products can be just commercial hype. This article on www.walking.about.com can shed some light on the subject. If you're going cross-country driving and the trip will take about 12 to 15 hours, schedule hourly stops so you can perform some stretching exercises, OR go for a 15 minute walk in the neighborhood. Exercising will energize you, diminishing your need for frequent cups of coffee, and relieve eye strain. Using a pedometer, this is a beeper-sized device that you clip to your waistband. It measures walking and running distance in steps and miles. Some models are more sophisticated and equipped with measuring features for pace, total exercise time and calories burned. A pedometer could motivate you to walk during airport or train layovers because you'll know how much ground you've covered and will encourage you to aim for a longer distance on your next trip. Joe Decker says he tested six models for accuracy and four out of the six were accurate. 
He recommends two specifically, Bodytronics Q25 electronic pedometer and the Part Ultrac 275 electronic calorie pedometer. Always carry, comfortable shoes, padlock, foldable, light gym bag, quick dry clothing. Keep these in your suitcase at all times so you don't waste time looking for them and repacking them. Keep a record, a workout log would be nice to monitor your progress. When you become pleased with yourself, liking yourself for the small efforts you've invested into improving your physical self, you may want to get into a full-fledged workout program with a trainer. Show him, her your workout log so he knows exactly how fit you are. Eating fit, let's not forget your fuel. Don't run low on gas, otherwise your body cannot achieve optimum fitness performance. Nuts, sesame snacks, protein bars, low-fat muffins, a generous helping of dried and fresh fruit, baby carrots, cereal flakes and oatmeal bars should keep you on the go while exercising. If you're pressed for time to sit down for a proper meal, these portable foods will tide you over, in a healthy and nutritious way. Section 5. Resources, the one-minute exercise book by Denise Austin contains quick exercises. While quick food is junk food, quick exercise is not junk exercise. If you can afford to squeeze in only five minutes at certain times of the day, this book is perfect for you. The book contains one-minute exercises. An extract from that list, Four Seasons 95% of their hotels have pools. All of their fitness centers have cardio and weight machines, Ritz-Carlton 80% of their hotels have pools, Sheraton Hotels and Resorts, Pool Facility in 95% of their hotels, Weston Hotels and Resorts, all of their hotels have pools. Fitness-friendly airports, Schlossberg does not stop with hotel lists. She also provides a list of airports with massage facilities. Here's a sampling. Chicago. O'Hare International Airport. A Massage Inc. Level 6. Main Terminal West. Near Post Office. Open 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Boston. Logan International Airport. A Relaxed Attitude. Terminal B. American Airlines Side. Upper Level. Hours Vary. Seattle. Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. Massage Bar Inc. Concourse C. Beyond Security Checkpoint. Gates N16 and N1. As for fitness centers in airports and near airports, pages 36 to 38 of Schlossberg's book, The Ultimate Workout Guide for the Road, ISBN number 0-618-11592-7, contains a detailed listing of these fitness centers to help you do your workout on your next airport layover, plus workout programs that Schlossberg labels, The Time to Kill Workout, The Time Saver Workout, The Bare Minimum Workout, are all designed for the busybody. Websites of interest, visit the American Council on Exercise website, www.acefitness.com or call their toll-free number, 1-800-825-3636. They provide resources for fitness products and services and a list of certified trainers. Also visit, http colon slash 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 fitness slash they serve the NIH community, National Institutes of Health, and offer classes on yoga, yoga and aerobics. Lastly, drop by the Mayo Clinic website, www.mayoclinic.com. Scroll down the page and under the subheading, Live Well, click on Fitness. Conclusion, when you started reading this book, chances are you felt that you could never incorporate a fitness program into your busy lifestyle. Now, however, the chances are quite good that you're confident, enthusiastic, and ready to start becoming fit. Remember, some of the cardinal rules that we've covered, don't do too much at once, Start slow, and build a foundation of fitness, exercise for more than cosmetic appeal. Your inner body needs to be fit, too. 
especially as you age, plan ahead and stay in hotels that offer you fitness equipment, carry essential fitness tools with you as you travel, eat healthy and properly so that you don't hit the wall, as you become fit, keep a record of your successes through a journal or log, exercise with friends or other people who share a common fitness interest with you and make new friends in the process, manage your time effectively so you can incorporate a fitness program into your daily routine. Now that you've obtained the information you need, the next step is up to you. Consult the resources recommended in this ebook, including the websites, and build an exercise program into your life. What will your rewards be for your